the love of the game. It flows through our veins and fills our lungs. It brings us to our feet and sometimes our knees. But behind every thrilling point, there is strength and security. The card Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina members have trusted for over 80 years with the tools and plans to make health care easy. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. Live fearless. Proud supporter of fans across North Carolina. This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. I'm your host, Donald Ware, for today, Tuesday, October 24th. It is Takeaway Tuesday, and we got a lot to get to today on the podcast. Um, as a matter of fact, I want to talk about, of course, we kind of wrapped up yesterday on yesterday's podcast, talked about more so the scores, but I gave you some analysis on some of the games. Obviously, um, Crambling defeating uh, Alcorn State the way that that game played out um, the big upset uh, Norfolk State over North Carolina Central I mean those, those that's I mean that's a big big loss for North Carolina Central but the bottom line is the Eagles still control their own destiny I want to talk about the race in the MEAC because while there's still about four weeks remaining and we still got a lot of football left to play um, I think it is definitely worth talking about where we are, um, why we're there, and sort of what to look uh, more forward to. I mean, if you look in the SWAC, and I'll talk also about some other things with the SWAC. I mean, I think if you look at the SWAC, I mean, I just don't see anybody catching Alcorn State. Um, yeah, Alabama A&M has an opportunity, but um, and those two teams still have to meet. But, um, you know, I just don't uh, don't see that happening. So let's kind of look at, where we are with respect to the MEAC right now. Um, you know, everybody's talking about North Carolina A&T, and probably rightfully so. Um, they had to squeak out a victory over Bethune-Cookman. As a matter of fact, tough games in back-to-back weeks against the Florida schools. You go back two weeks ago to the win on the road against Florida A&M. But the Aggies right now, they sit number one in both the box-to-row coaches and media polls. They're 8-0 on the season. They got some big wins. You talk about the win over Gardner-Webb. You talk about the win over Charlotte. Those are some really big out-of-conference wins for the Aggies. But a team that people aren't talking about right now are the Hampton Pirates. They're 5-2 and two on the season. They are also undefeated in MEAC play at 4-0. And I think part of the reason people aren't really talking about um, the Pirates right now or as much as they should be, maybe because of the slow start that they got off to. Um, you know, the 59-0 loss to Ohio, the 30-23 loss to Monmouth at home. But I mean, since the loss to Monmouth, the Pirates have won three straight games, including a win at Norfolk State, who again beat North Carolina Central, the defending MEAC champs, and then a win last week against a very tough and impressive. Don't let the record, don't let Florida A&M's record fool you. Although, if you listen to the podcast when I early in the year when we were taught when we broke down every team and I talked about Florida A&M, I thought Florida A&M was definitely a, to me, going to be a top five team. And I mean, they still got some games left to play. Um, but 
again, playing-wise, or the way that Florida A&M is playing, I mean, they're playing, I, I don't know about a, fi- a top-five team because uh, Howard has really come up into that category as a top-five team in the MEAC, but Florida A&M is playing very well right now. Here's the deal. I mean, you know, if we're looking at this Celebration Bowl and if people are looking ahead and let's just say for argument's sake, A&T goes undefeated and Hampton goes undefeated. Well, you would have a co-champion situation because neither t- the teams don't meet each other this year. So it would be another co-champion situation. And then the question becomes, as it was two years ago when we had a co-champion situation with three teams, well, who in fact goes to the Celebration Bowl? Well, it would be North Carolina A&T based upon what happened um, a couple of years ago or the criteria for who was going to be selected to go to the Celebration Bowl in case of a tie. And that rule was that then after, if, if you had a tie, then you would go to who won Division One out-of-conference games. You heard me mention uh, Hampton with two losses, one to Ohio, one to Monmouth. They're 0-2. A&T is 2-0, a win against Gardner-Webb and a win against Charlotte. So, therefore, if we had a tie scenario, uh, North Carolina A&T would be the representative. But, you know, I mean, you it's a long way to get there. I mean, and I say that because of this. Hampton really has its toughest four p- opponents ahead of them. This Saturday, they're at a very tough Bethune-Cookman team. Then, on November 4th, they take on the defending champion, North Carolina Central Eagles, there at home. Then they got to go on the road at South Carolina State. I know South Carolina State is not playing well. It's been a tough season in Orangeburg, but they're always a threat, especially with their defense. And then they're going to host Howard, who, again, Howard is fighting right now for its uh, its championship life as well. Only one loss for the Bison on the season. So Hampton has, you know, I mean, they just have, a, a I think, a tough road um, when you're talking about trying to uh, go undefeated, a very tough road. Meanwhile, if you look at North Carolina A&T, uh, the Aggies are off this week. Uh, then they're going to take on. They're going to be at Norfolk State on November fourth, which is a which is which looks to be a tough game. Although the Aggies would have had a week off, and I mean uh, Norfolk State, uh, I you know I I'm not sold on the Spartans right now, but a, a win against North Carolina Central is a big win, no question about it. Uh, then A and T is going to host Savannah State, who's winless right now on the season, and then it sets up the showdown for the, uh, the the Aggie-Eagle rivalry between North Carolina Central and North Carolina A&T. And that game this year is going to be played in Greensboro. So the Aggies have a much easier road when you're talking about possibly going undefeated. But let's look at some of the teams that have one loss. I think right now Bethune-Cookman sits at 2-2. Two and two. Um, Listen, either zero losses or one loss is going to win the MEAC this year. It's not going to be two losses. So I think but we're going to table Bethune-Cookman. I think Bethune-Cookman is out of the conversation right now. When you look at Howard, I mean, they still have some of their toughest games in front of them at South Carolina State, at Florida A&M. And then they host Norfolk State. And then their last game of the season is at Hampton. So their last three, three of their four last games are all road games. So that's definitely going to be a tough way to go for 
Howard to sort of try to remain undefeated or, or, or one loss to not get any more losses is what I meant to say um, on the season. North Carolina Central, not as much. Uh, they have homecoming this week. It's homecoming in Durham against Delaware State. Um, then they do have to go on the, wo- the road to play Hampton. Um, they're in Durham to take on Bethune-Cookman, and then they're at North Carolina A&T to end the season. That's a tough road, too. It's not. I don't think it's as, it, it may not be as tough as Howard or Hampton, but that's definitely a tough road to go as well. If you take a look at Norfolk State, what do the Spartans have remaining? Well, they have Savannah State this upcoming Saturday. Again, Savannah State is winless. Then they're, uh, they host North Carolina A&T. Then they're at Howard and at Morgan State to end uh, the season. So, you know, I think the if you're looking at the easiest road of all the teams, it's probably North Carolina A&T because they've played the toughest. You know, they played Florida A&M. They played um, uh, 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 Bethune-Cookman. You know, uh, and, and those were tough games for North Carolina, uh, North Carolina A&T. So uh, pr- plenty more football left in the MEAC, but that's sort of the, the really the scenario of where we sit now. So that's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two. Boy, we saw this last year as Grambling just thrashed Alcorn State. It happened last year. Uh, then you get into the, uh, the SWAC championship game. Alcorn State had the 17 to nothing halftime lead before ultimately uh, North uh, uh, Grambling came back to win that football game. But again, it, 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 they're not wowing you, meaning the Tigers, but they're just getting it done. I mean, Devontae Kincaid, uh, he had a, he two touchdowns in the ball game. Uh, the defense really came to life. I think that's where Grambling is excelling right now is uh, is defensively. Whereas, again, I got to be honest, I thought coming into the season they may not excel defensively as much because of all that they lost from last year. That's where the Tigers are excelling right now is on the defensive side of the football, and they're able to get it done. I mean, they, were able to, they, they weren't able to, to stop DeLance Turner per se, um, but they were able to shut down the passing attack and most notably Lenoris Footman. So Grambling... Um, you know, they still got some tough games. I mean, you you got the one game ahead of you, Southern in the Bayou Classic, and they just need to uh, not look ahead and continue to play uh, Grambling football. Meanwhile, Southern, watch out for Southern. Now, Southern had, had gotten down. Austin Howard was out. Uh, out. They were 1-3 on the season. They're now 4-3. They've won their last three ball games. They still got some games left to play. But uh, Southern is a team definitely to watch out for uh, right now. They're coming off, uh, you know, a win against Jackson State, who is winless on the season. So that is takeaway number two from the HBCU football season. Um, Takeaway number three, I'm just going to give a shout out to Langston. Langston got it done against Arizona Christian. 21-20 was the final score. That means Langston remains undefeated on the season Three undefeated teams on the season when you're talking about HBCU football, you're talking about Langston, you're talking about A&T, and you're talking about Virginia State. So, listen, uh, you know, shots out to Langston um, as they remain undefeated on the season. So that's Takeaway Tuesday here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. And uh, we're going to have forthcoming later on in the week the Box to Row National Player of the week. Also want to say 
that uh, former North Carolina A&T running back Tariq Cohen is going to be a guest on this week's From the Press Box to Press Row. You can hear the program on a radio station near you. Log, uh, you're, if you're already on our website, obviously click on the affiliates link. And then you also want to listen on Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 3 p.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Channel 141. And then you want to listen on Saturday, um, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific time on Sirius XM Channel 142. Follow us on Twitter at Box to Row. While you're there, if you want to talk about this podcast, use, H, use hashtag HBCU125. This podcast was presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. We'll talk with you real soon. You get the bag and fumble it, I get the bag and flip it and tumble it.